Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Are You podcast by BiotropicLabs.com. Sports performance supplements for people who move. Use the code PODCAST20 if you want to try something out. The burden of proof is on me. And as always, a satisfaction guarantee. Talking to Nelson Thomas, who's a reality TV show star on a show called The Challenge. This is a very interesting guy. He's been through a lot in his life. He's done a lot of different things. Very colorful guy. And we're going to get the backstory on what it's like to be on these reality shows, what's going on when the camera's on, when it's off, and everything in between. What you need to know about Nelson is he's an MTV star, a TV star, a movie star, an all-around star, and an all-around stud, too. So stand by and let's check it out with Nelson Thomas. Hey, Hey everybody, thanks for coming back and checking out episode two with Nelson Thomas, star of The Challenge. Let's just pick it right up where we left off. How do you train for The Challenge? You know, what does that look like? Because it is such a diverse and multi-pronged event where your brain and your body are doing those in singular exercises, but also sometimes together. So how do you train? What's the training look like? Walk me through a circle of training. Let me tell you something. The way I've trained for these these last seven seasons, it's been crazy. I do all sorts of training from in the gym, outside workout to jujitsu, to uh, yoga, to which with Craig, my swimming coach. And I got to be very diverse because you never know what the challenge is going to throw at you. The hardest thing to, about the challenge is adapting to the environment. We never know where we're going to go. We were just in Iceland. You think I could train in Texas? To, to compete in Iceland in cold ice, cold water, it was freezing every day out there. So the, the first thing you need to train is get your mind ready. Be ready to put your body through hell. Be ready to suffer. Be ready to feel that pain you've never, ever felt. And once you accept that, then there's no stopping you. Yes. Do you need to hit the weights? Yes, you do. Do you need to run your endurance needs to be up? Yes. Do you need to know how to swim? Yes. Do you need to be able to run 10 miles, carry something, and have your mind working at the same time to remember these colors that are in order? Yes. I'm doing bench press right now, and I'm giving myself math problems. Uh, one time, one subtract two, or five subtract 10, or plus this, or plus that. I am trying to work my entire to order to train for these challenges. But throughout my off-season, as you can see, I stay in really good shape. I eat really good. I take my supplements. I just try to train my entire body because there's no days off, no days off at all. Once I got back from the challenge, it's like, okay, we compete tw- twice a year. So during my downtime, yeah, I got a, a little, little cushion to have some fun and fool around and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, man, if I'm not in the gym or if I'm not kayaking or I'm not rock climbing or I'm not swimming, then I'm doing something wrong. That's, that's really what I'm saying. I, like I tell every athlete on it, you need to be well-rounded. You don't need to be the biggest. You don't need to be the fastest. You don't need to be the smartest, but you need to be a well-rounded throughout through all those. Very interesting. In your mind, you have to train your mind because you're away from your family. You don't got no TV. You don't got your radio. You don't have nothing but each other, each other. So don't expect to call moms or girlfriend to, to have some love and to boost your energy. No, we only get two phone calls a week and they're, two, they're five minutes just to make sure your family's okay and they make sure you're okay. That, that's a lot of training. A lot of thought goes into what I'm getting myself into and what I need to prepare my mind for. When you're a first timer on the show, the best you can do is just show up fit and learn as much as you can about it and train that way. But you don't really find out what it is you have to do and, and how crazy it is to you spend at least one season on the show and you realize I got to change it all up and, and yeah. do it this way because 
what I'm doing ain't enough. And right. really, it sounds like it's more mental than anything else. You just have to have the right mindset. If you don't have your mindset right, you're definitely not going to lose. We had somebody go home because they couldn't take it being in the house. They, they're they losing their mind in the house, being in the house. and having Just hanging out in the house. Yeah, just hanging out in the house because after a while, you're doing the same thing every day. Every day. And I, you know, I don't mind. We have a gym. I'm working out. I'm with friends. I'm with good-looking women. You know, that's cool. But at the same time, you there's no peace. There's no there's no alone time. You have a camera on you 24/7. And yes, my training is very intense. I do two days. Sometimes I'm doing my um, cardio in the morning. It consists of either running, swimming, or some some sort of my sweat. I'm sweating and. Uh, second round is weights. I'm hitting the weights. I have to. I have to put some sort of weight on me. Like I can't go in there it's all scrawny. I can't do that. I have to have a sort of fat on me too because after a while, when you're running up the hill, what is your body going to eat on? Not just muscle. You got to have some sort of fat on you. There's a show called Alone, which I happen to like. I'd be out in the first week only because I'm too lean. First of all, you have to have survival skills because it is true to goodness survival. Survival skills can be the best. It's going to come down to your brain and how fat you are. Actually, the minute you land on day one on that show, it's a game of physical attrition. You're just losing weight day after day after day after day after day. And there's no carbohydrates out there. And there's only meat. It sounds like you you go through something very similar to that, where really it leverages all of the brain power you have to get through it. Day in and day out, no peace, no, no privacy. Cameras are always on. Those cameras really on in the bedroom all the time. I yes. Mean, they're filming. If you have the sex in the bedroom, yeah. they're filming that. They're <laughs> filming that. You're not getting away with nothing in the house without the camera seeing it. Trust me. Let me tell you something, Craig. Every reality TV star can say this. We don't even see the camera anymore. It's not even there to us anymore. We've done this for so long. I can literally use the restroom right in front of them and not even care. Because they even have a, they don't have a camera in the restroom. Oh, no, 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 they don't have a camera in the restroom. That's the one mean, place no. you have privacy for a minute, but no one wants yeah. to out in the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you got somebody in the shower with you, that's the believe they're coming in there. So, rather than that, man, like, yeah, man, you just, you don't notice things like that no more. And you once you forget about the camera, then, you you know, it's, it's game on. And I'm telling you, man, I've been to the hospital probably twice. Like I said, I caught hypothermia. My body went to 34. And the, sec the second time I went to the hospital was, I remember, where were we? I think we were in Columbia and I was on this contraption that was um, out there in the ocean and they were hanging cars and they had lube on top of these cars in a sprinkler system too. And you had to jump from car to car and you were 30 feet above the ocean on this contraption. And if you fail, you hit the water, but there were some people hitting their head on the trunk of the car. This guy got unconscious, got water in his throat. They had to go save him. That's how bad it was. There's a girl that popped her implant falling from one of the falls she took. It was like a 30-foot fall she took. She popped one of her implants. We've had my best friend Hunter break his wrist. Break his wrist in an elimination. If you ever uh, look up Hunter, he's one of my best friends on there. He broke his wrist in an elimination going head to head with somebody. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like these can call lifelong damages as you. He's a baseball player. He can't throw the baseball like that no more. So you better be ready for what you sign off for when you, when you sign up for these shows. Because once you sign that your life away, it's done. What you go through must make real life seem 
plain by comparison. We do things people dream of doing, you know? We do things, and that's, and it's not all bad, you know? It's a blessing. I feel very blessed to be on the show because when I was younger, man, that's one of the things I've always said, and I've prayed about it all the time. I tell everybody this. It's, it's, it, it blows my mind that it came true. But I used to pray all the time and say, God, all I want to do is travel the world, get a million dollars, and uh, compete. Well, I'm, I've been to seven different countries. I've made over a million dollars throughout my life, at least, and I'm competing at the age I am now. And the, you know who the oldest guy is on the show competing still? He's 42 years old. Oh, 42. Wow. wow. 42, dude. That blows my mind. You actually have a career if you, if you don't break. You do. Some people haven't made this career. I know somebody that's done 21 seasons. 21 seasons. His name's Johnny Bananas. He's won about nine times. One wow. of the best in the game. One of the best in the game. Me and him, they see eye to eye at first, but that's just alpha thing. That's an alpha thing. I'm, I was a younger dude coming into the house trying to take over. And that's what all the younger generations I grew up with. So it's like we had a different head on our shoulders. Some people like to follow suit when they go into the house. They like to get under these beds and be their little puppets. But no, that wasn't the generation I came into the house with. We, we were all coming in with lions, alphas, ready to take over. But, you know, until this day, we're on the show still. It's a blessing to be on the show. MTV has, has gave me a platform to, for my voice to be heard and to show, to, just to give me the opportunity to do what I do, love, do what I do best, do what I love. Not just what I do best, but do something I love. I enjoy the aches and pains of working out and waking up at six o'clock in the morning or going to the gym twice a day or not going out to eat 24-7 or getting drunk or shit with my friends. I enjoy that because I look at that as something of challenge because you don't think I want to be out every weekend with my friends going out and stuff like that. But no, I have to tell myself, you're getting ready to go on a show. This is life-changing money, too. People, this is life-changing money. You know, if I can win a million dollars, you know what I can do for my family and my friends and their careers and their dreams? And that's one day what I want to do. I want, I'm living my dream right now. I might not have everything I want, but I'm living my dream right now. If I can help somebody else with their dream and when I win this money and open doors for them, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And after this, people were asking, hey, what do you do when you're not doing the challenge? Well, you know, I trained a couple of clients. Um, I'm pursuing my acting stuff. Um, that's the reason why I got into this business. I didn't know I was going to become a reality TV star. Hell no. I wanted to become an actor. I wanted to be on a TV. I wanted to be on a big screen. It's because I love playing different characters. I love being somebody else. I didn't do it for the fame. I didn't do it for the money. Let me tell you, man. Nelson has unreasonable and unfair good looks. The best comparison I can make is if you take Burt Reynolds in his heyday, Burt Reynolds was an unreasonably, unfairly good looking man. He's a number one. It's an old timer. He's gone now. This is what Nelson looks like. He's got, he's got star quality. He's got those looks. Just be careful you don't MC hammer it, man, because he went broke with a big old posse when he made all that money, man. That bank right, right. made a lot of money, man, but his posse was so big, he took so many of his buddies up out of the hood that, you know, he went broke. So we he can't have broke. you going broke, man. Listen, here's the thing. You got a big heart, and a lot of people want to give back to the community. They ought to. They help a few friends. Make sure you take care of yourself first. As a saying, you know, it's not from the Bible. I don't know where it's from, but God helps those who help themselves first. That was very, very interesting about the mental side of this thing. I learned a lot. Every season isn't the same then. 
you learn something new and you've got to take something new from last season into this season. Is it like that? It sounds like you have to be sort of progressive about it at the same time, like there are nuances to it and that every season you've got to come in with something different, a new approach, a different way to deal with the psychology and the challenges. Am I on track here? You're exactly on track. Walk me through it. What's it like? Remember this saying, you can forgive, but you can never forget because the things that happened to you the prior seasons you have to learn from them things. You have to you have to know who stabbed you in the back. You gotta know what challenge you weren't good at, what elimination that unfolded during out the seasons that you might have to compete in. And there's a lot of things that go on in the house that you gotta take it in and realize, okay, if I do get called for next season, I know this guy is friends with this guy, this girl is friends with this girl, she stabbed this girl in the back, blah, 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 say. But how far did I go? Who had? Who was in my alliance? Who stabbed me in the back? So you take all those things and you bring it to prior seasons, and you you realize, okay, let me let me reevaluate this as I walk into the next house. Okay, I know you're a two faced asshole, but I can trust her to a certain extent. So you gotta take all these chess pieces and make them work for you. You don't want to see that elimination all the time. You don't want to. You want to be able to put yourself into elimination if, when you when you want to go, and that's to earn a red skull. Because they bought into this red skull thing. You have to go into elimination, win a red skull to be qualified for a final. It didn't used to be like that. It used to just make it to towards the end, and you qualified for a final. It used to be all votes. Now you have to earn your way into a final by competing in elimination, but. There's a time and a place to pull the trigger. You don't want to pull the trigger too early because then what happens if you lose an elimination? What happens if you show all your cards and everybody's like, oh, this guy had this idea in his head the entire time. He doesn't care about none of us because once they figure out your cards, they're like, okay, he's, I'm not number one on his list. I'm not number two. I'm not number three. So where do I fall under my opponent's list or my friend's list? So you got to take all that into consideration and you got to use it and you have to be able to adapt to any situation when it comes to seasons. Because like you said, you never know where you're going to be. The cold, the, uh, the, the, you're going to be in the sun, you're going to be underground. Um, who knows? Who knows? But like I said, you learn a lot from prior seasons and you have to, you have to take everything into consideration and really, really jot down who you can trust what I need to do to be ready for the season and what have I learned and what mistakes do I not make again? My mistake was I trusted people too easily. I let my guard down too easily. I let somebody get so close to me to where they slit my throat and I didn't even see it coming. But now that I know that I'm like, okay, all right, I'm coming in with a shield. Uh, we might smile in our face and shake each other's hands and take a shot and have a beer together, but it doesn't mean that you have my back. It doesn't mean that you're going to go to war with me. So I take, I, I've learned, and I'm definitely going to apply it to next season. It's all setting you up for uh, your business ventures outside of this thing, too. All the challenges, all the battles, all the subterfuge, <laughs> the fighting and the backstabbing. That's business. <laughs> just, just, don't, you know, just don't have to be physically fit for business. Sounds like the business world, man. What's it like? How is everybody behaving when the cameras aren't rolling? Or are they always rolling? They're, they're always rolling, man. They're, they're always, even on our days off, they're rolling. That's what's crazy. They say we have a day off, but it's not really a day off. The crew... 
they bring another crew in and they say, hey, it's y'all's days off. And they might take us somewhere, depending. This last season, they didn't take us nowhere because of COVID-19. We couldn't go anywhere. Usually they'll take us out around, show us a good time, maybe at a beach, maybe a club, anywhere. But since COVID-19 happened, we had to change how we did things. We were taking COVID tests twice a day. We had to stay in our, in our bubble. The camera's nonstop rolling, nonstop, no matter what. So if you think you're getting away with something, you're really not. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. When I tune into a season, I'll catch what I'm supposed to catch. And then I'll catch what you didn't think I was going to catch because they might throw an insert and edit in there on your day off, which isn't your day off. They just say it's your day off, really, because maybe it's your day off from the show, but they don't stop filming because they get you to relax more and maybe they get a little bit of the real you. Uh, I don't think so. We all know the camera. You can't miss the camera guy. <laughs> oh, okay. He's there, man. You can't miss He's the camera there. guy, man. You cannot miss the camera guy. But like I said, man, like some of the things y'all see on TV, we don't even know that they're going to show that. So that's why all of us watch the show because we don't know how it's going to impact our life. It's changed a lot of people's lives in the show. It's been a lot of things uh, unfolded, a lot of heartbreaking, a lot of uh, tears, um, a lot of smiles. You just never know what the episode's going to bring, man. That's why I always tell people, expect the unexpected this season. The next question was, well, how do they change their personalities when the camera is rolling versus not rolling? And it sounds like the reality is there is no change. That people know the cameras are really rolling all the time under every circumstance. So people are always acting. Right. I mean, like I said, I can't speak for everybody. I speak for myself. I stay true to who I am. Uh, if you know me from the show, you know I'm the same person outside the show. Uh, I, might, I might not be as wild as I'm on the show, but nobody's not as wild in the real world. But other than that, man, like, I think what I bring to the show is realism of who I really am. And I can't speak for everybody. Everybody lives a different life. And I think some people put on for the camera because they want to get some kind of spotlight. They want to get TV time. They want to, you know, they want to be called back. Paint on the wall doesn't get called back. The quiet guy doesn't get called back. You can be the most athletic guy out there winning every challenge. Doesn't mean you're going to get called back because at the same time, we're making a TV show. And that's one of the things I forgot in the beginning of the season, the show. In my first three seasons, I was all about competing and what was fair and competitive. Not everything is fair on this show, man. And that's just facts. And I've learned that. Like, yes, the, all the competitions are real. The challenges are real. But there's a lot of things that, I didn't agree with, but it doesn't matter because we're making a TV show. So we talked about the cameras off and on, how people change, how they don't change. How do the producers treat you during the show? I imagine it's the producers that are in charge and running things. Oh, right the now. producers. I love the producers. Um, they treat us with the utmost respect. Um, we, we rarely talk to them, but sometimes they take the time to come talk to us because you got to realize it's been the same producer for the same show. So they've seen us grow. The same producers have seen me since I was 24 years old. I'm 32. Yeah, they've so seen you they know, the, the camera guy knows who I am. They, they've seen grow. So they treat us, man, they treat us really good. And um, there's no complaints. You know, we're, everybody's always going to find something to complain about. You know, it's too cold. It's cold. It's nasty. The house is cold. The heat doesn't work. We're going to find little nippy things to pick at. But it can be worse, and it has been worse. You know, we lived underground two seasons ago in Prague, in Czech Republic. We lived underground, a, a bomb shelter, underground Czech Republic. It was cold, it was nasty, it was raining. We had to walk 30 feet outside to use the restroom and this toilet because the pipe 
because we the pipe uh, the pipes were broken, the pipe system was broken, so we had to walk outside in the rain just to use the restroom. The living conditions were horrible, were horrible. But that's when the, it comes mess with your head. You know, that's when the mind, the psychological, like okay, how can we make it even worse? How can we make their life a living hell? Because this is it's this ain't no, this is a boot camp. This is Navy SEALs. This is it's a Navy SEAL. And some of these challenges that we do, the guy that creates our challenges, he used to be in a Navy SEAL. There we go. He used to be, yeah, he used to the underwater challenges. When I told you that we were in um, South Africa, where we had to swim underwater at nighttime in the ocean to to eat to, to gas for air for air pipe and just pull each other on the rope. Yeah. That's a Navy SEAL drill. Yeah. <laughs> Who can yeah. stick these cats in the ice water and create a puzzle until one of them gives out? That's Navy SEAL. Like, yeah, so I can't remember his name right now, but, yeah, he, he was a Navy SEAL. Uh, these challenges are no joke, man, no joke at all. I'm going to say a phrase here, and you fill in the gaps, okay? Dr. Phil. <laughs> one of the worst shows I've ever done in my entire life. I regretted it. Um, that's when I found out that – um. People will tell you anything to get you what you want. You know, when I decided to make a long story short about Dr. Phil is that me and my ex-girlfriend from the challenge, we were broken up and I thought the show was going to help us get back together because I was truly in love with her. Honestly, they did not care one bit about us. They cared about selling the number one relationship book and his wife's makeup line at the end of the show. And I realized that because they said things that, I didn't even know what they were going to say, and they just set me up. They went a little too far. They paid me to be on their show. They don't pay people to go on their show. They call it gifting. They put it on their gift because I wouldn't go on the show unless they got paid for me. So they call it a gift. When I found out what they did to me is basically set me up for failure. Because if you watch the show, Dr. Phil, and when they did the experiment, they only used Angela for the experiment. They put, hey, where do you see your life in 10 years, blah, blah, blah. They didn't cater to me. They didn't care... Two shits about me, two shits. But how they got me to get on the show, you know what the producers taught me, the casting people? Hey, Nelson, if you do this show, you're going to get in with our network and we're going to, we're casting for other shows. So you'll be on top of the list. So I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds amazing. That just, that's just, and I get to talk to my ex-girlfriend again. I'm winning, but that was a load of bull crap. That was just for me to sign a dotted line to get me on the show because I was one of the, I was not the, boost my own bubble, but I was one of the hottest things going on in reality TV talked about. My ex-girlfriend, she's very, she's a star. She's a very popular on social media and in reality TV world. So they had two reality TV stars on Dr. Phil. They took full advantage of us. We even tried to get the money back. I told her, I don't want a paycheck. And the worst thing ever happened to me. After I got off set, I wanted to talk to the producers. Guess what? Nobody was there for me to talk to. They had security bring me to my car and send me home. I couldn't talk to anybody. Like, I should have walked off the stage. I wish I would have walked off the stage, but out of respect for the network and Dr. Phil, I didn't. But the way they treated me and the way we, they went about those things was very wrong, and it, it, it really hurt, and I regret doing the show. But like I said, like I said, you live and learn. I learned. It took full advantage of me, and I learned my lesson. I got a question for you on the challenge. Are you there for the ring? Are you there for the for the money? I'm there for the ring. I'm there to... I'm, I'm there to build my legacy i'm there to make history like the money's cool and all don't get me wrong it's life-changing money like i said but man i'm there for the respect i'm there for my name and that's what drives me so much about being on the show because if i wanted to make a million dollars i'd still get a job 
I go work. I go. I, there's so many other ways that I'm not putting my body through hell to get a million dollars. And that if you're in it for the money, don't get me wrong. The game, the game is all about the money. Everybody wants the money. I mean, a million dollars, who doesn't? But being a champion in this game and calling yourself a legend, nobody can take that away from me. Nobody. Not ever. And you've already got the title of legend. They're already calling it. Yeah, I got the title, but I haven't earned it. I got you, man. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. And that brings me to my last question. My last question here. Again, thanks so much for your time, Dave. I appreciate you showing up today. Last question is, when are you going to make another final round and how do you do it? When I used to compete, I was fortunate that in my world, I had to worry or think about two people, either the guy I was chasing or the guy that was chasing me. So I was fortunate to be at the top. Yours is more, I think, more complex than that. And it was just very linear in swimming, you know, how hard am I training? You know, am I doing my twos and my threes and, and when's NC2As or when's Olympic trials, or whatever the case may be. It's pretty linear, but yours is not linear like that. So how do you prepare to make another final round and how do you think about winning? Because you really have to think about everybody. I only think about two people. You have to think about everybody or, or since it's such a well-rounded event, it's not just physical. It's not just bringing. It's not just philosophy. It's not just meditation or an underwater thing. You got to think of a lot of stuff. So what's that route look like? And like I said, you learn things from every season you do. And I think I got to be a lot more selfish to get myself to a final and not think about everybody else. Because thinking about everybody else is when you get trapped, is when you get caught in a spider web, is when you don't have a leg to stand on because somebody swept it from underneath you because they, they pulled the trigger before you did. So this next season, if I do get the call back, not only am I going to train my mind, my body, but I have to be more rugged. And what I mean by that, I have to sh not show so much sympathy to people and realize, Nelson, you're there for the same reason everybody else is there. What makes their reason better than yours? Why are you going to put their reason in front of yours? You have a family to take care of. You have one body. You can't do this forever. You train your ass off for this. What makes them any difference from you? You know, and I think that comes from my heart because I do have sympathy when it comes to people that are there for the kids, their family and their goals and this and that. But like I said, I got to stop being so, I, I got to be selfish sometimes. And I feel like there's a way to go about being selfish and there's a cruel way about being, going about that way. I'm always going to be honest and straightforward. I'm never going to try to hurt anybody in the process of me trying to get what I need to get, but I'm definitely going to have to break some hearts. And that's what, and I think that's, this game has always been played like that. And I've changed the game up. I've, I, I don't feel like you need to, to do all that to get to the top. There's people that have won and not stab people in the back and been straight up and honest. But they were also selfish when it came to choosing them or their friend to go into an elimination or to a final. What you're describing is called rational self-interest. That's the type of selfishness that's critical. We grow up hearing the term selfish as a pejorative, and the reality is it's not a pejorative. As you said, maybe there's two kinds. There, there is a purely self-centered, it's all about me, fuck you and everyone else all the time. And then there's rational self-interest. And that's sort of like going back to the money thing and MC Hammer we were talking about. You can pull so many people up and, and pull yourself right down in the process. 
You can do it financially right. and you can do it in competition. So I think that that's what you're talking about here. And it sounds smart. It sounds like you're figuring out that you want to be the best man you can be. But if you're not taking care of yourself first, the very thing you're trying to do for yourself, you're giving away to other people. That's why you're there. You got to give it to yourself first and then let the chips follow. They may. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. And so that means you're going into the next season with that whole new attitude of, hey, it's it's time for me to win. Um, praying that I get the call for next season. You know, who knows about these shows? And that's one thing I just want to let the people know out there because a lot of people do want to get into reality TV. But you got to be more than just reality TV, you know, because you never know when they're going to cut the string and you don't get that call again. Don't put all your eggs into that basket hoping to get that phone call. Rely on yourself. Be your own person because at the end of the day, you only have yourself in your corner sometimes. That's just facts. We'll see, man, uh, about next season. I'm so happy y'all got me on here. Um, It got me thinking about a lot. And sometimes, you know, you can't be too hard on yourself. And I'm hard on myself. I always think I'm not doing enough. I'm always thinking I can do more and more and more. But um, So natural. It's, 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 it's any athlete, anybody that's out there trying to accomplish their goals. No, and no matter if it's athlete, being athlete, a- athletic or a sport or anything, anything you're doing business-wise is anything, man. Just, I just tell people, go full force. Go 100%. I mean, you can fall 100 times, but once you get up one time, ooh, yeah. nobody can take that away from you. That's a feeling that you're never going to forget and always hold on to. And I've been there. I got second place. I saw first place two minutes away from me. Being this close, people, they're two minutes away. And it's ridiculous. It's like you. It's like they let me taste it and took it back, gave me a sample, and just said, yeah, this is what victory is. And it's always been like that my entire life. I've always felt like I've always was second place in a lot of things. And this is one thing I know that I'm destined to win and destined to be. So appreciate everybody that, if you're a fan or not a fan, or you become a fan, we, I love you no matter what. No matter what. That's the heart, man, right there of a lion. I mentioned this earlier, right at the very beginning. Let's find out who this person is. We know Nelson Thomas is. We just met him and we're about to say goodbye, but who's Nellie T? Man, Nellie T, I got the name in high school, man. It's just a little swaggy name. Friends gave it to me, and I, back in the day, I liked the R&B singer Nelly, and then this girl said, man, why don't we call you Nelly T from now on? <laughs> uh, and that was like in high school, and ever since then, it just stuck with me. And um, just a little nickname. All right, I come from childhood. Last thing, and for real, then I'm gonna, I'll let you fly here. Give me some parting words of wisdom. What would you say to anybody about whatever you would like to say, what, whatever it is? What a, give me some parting words of wisdom. Life is tough. We're going to get hit. We're going to get knocked down. I think 2020 showed us a lot of who we are. And if you didn't learn anything from 2020, you have a lot to learn about 2021. You need to be able to adapt. You need to be able to achieve and thrive throughout this time. Because the only time it gets hard is when you let it get hard. Don't run away from it. Accept it. And once you accept that, shit, ain't nothing knocking you off your feet. The world can be yours. In the palm of your hands, I've seen it. I've heard it. Now, how bad do you want it? 
Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a perfect way to end it. How bad do you want it? Nelson Thomas, man, such a blast to talk with you. Reality star, TV star, movie star, star in general, overall stud of the world, man. I love you, man. It's been great knowing you and working with you. And thanks so much for showing up today. I know you're busy. You got people knocking on your door, Intouch knocking <laughs> on your door. You got everybody, man. NPR knocking. Everybody's knocking on your door and you found time for little old me, man. I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. You're, you're, right. you're a super dude. You're an authentic guy and you're going to win the show. No doubt. And I just want to thank you, Craig, for everything you've done for me in the last year. Nobody knows this. Craig has been teaching me how to swim for the last year. And uh, my swimming has came a long way, progressed a lot. I did not know swimming had so many components to it. I got so much respect for swimmers, man. And I just want to thank you, Craig, for taking the time um, just teaching me and um, growing with me, man. And I would love to do this podcast again whenever y'all are ready. Hey, maybe the next time I'll be winning this championship. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there with you. Well, you know, everyone's going to love you here. We're going to get questions and we're going to have to do some sort of quick, you know, recap on something. I know probably spend 10, 15 minutes talking about something because someone's going to say, hey, I know Nelson. He's always, you know, gracious and nice and smiling and, and good about it. But yeah, it's fun. It's funny, man. It's funny stuff. It's cool to to see how people really love you out there. Uh, and you're a respectful yeah. guy and you're gracious and you share the love. You're not turning anyone down. You're not turning anyone off. You receive the love and you give the love back. It's cool to watch you relate to the people who are loving you in public and, and recognizing you and you're giving back. Even if you get it a lot, you got to keep receiving it, which I see you do every time I'm with you, man. Someone's falling down. No, you're a good guy. You're a respectful guy. It's been a pleasure for me to work with you. Man, you're a swimmer now. This guy's turned into a swimmer. Like I said, he shows up. We show up on the pool deck lessons is hardly anything to teach you anymore that's why i say to my buddies that have qualified for olympic trials coming up 2021 look out man he might be on the blocks right next to you <laughs> all right brother once again thanks for checking all this out i hope you appreciated that i know you did nelson's a great guy check him out on the challenge as he goes forward man thanks a lot bye-bye you've been listening to the who are you podcast brought to you by biotropic labs sports performance supplements for people who move Join us next time for another edition of the Who Are You podcast.